Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. For ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Last week, I preached feeding on the ashes. Today, I want to preach lessons from the ash pile. I want to talk to you about things that we learned when God took us through what he told us he was going to take us through. Has God taken you through anything? Come on. Have you been through some fire, but God has taken you through it? Slip up your hands. Father, release anointing in this house. Help me to preach in a way that you will be glorified. I give you honor in Jesus' name. Somebody put your hands together and give God a praise. You can be seated. I'm telling you, uh, on September the 27th, I made the declaration that something has shifted. And I truly feel in my spirit that we are walking in that shift. Now, our text is said today, to appoint for them who mourn in Zion, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. You know, beloved, I've never seen a time quite like 2020. This has been an intense year. I have, I have been through some things personally, and I myself have had to wrestle with the reality of the ash pile. But the truth is, the reality is, there are lessons that I have learned that I would not have learned were it not for the ash pile. There are some things that I learned that only my trouble taught me. Figuratively in the Bible, if you study it out, ashes are very significant. In fact, they're very symbolic. Ashes are significant in the Word of the Lord because they represent something. Ashes in the Bible represent mourning. They represent bitterness. They represent failure. They represent things that are perishable and easily consumed. Ashes can represent your past because ashes represent what was and not what is. And there are many of us in this room who have dealt with and maybe even are dealing with some ash pile realities in our lives. But there are some lessons that we have learned from the ash pile. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that because I've been a preacher that everything has been easy and every moment has been perfect. But I can say this. There are lessons that I have learned from my hard times. Reality, you don't always learn in the good times. You don't always learn in the times when things are perfect and easy. Sometimes it's trouble that motivates you to the next dimension. So I'm going to preach a little bit today. I want to talk to you quickly about lessons that I learned personally from the ash pile and see if you bear witness. Number one, I am by the ash pile. I'm not in the ash pile. In fact, I'm still here. I dare you to tell somebody around you, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, if you're at home, tell your husband, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, don't tell him you should have left him. Come on now, just say, just say, I'm still here. One of the greatest things that the ice power reveals in your life is this, you're still here. 
I'm not saying you haven't struggled. Yes, you've struggled. Yes, you've had issues. Yes, you've got some issues right now. Yes, you've lost some stuff. Yes, you've been wounded. Yes, you've endured a lot. Come on. Yes, you've endured things. You've been through the fire. You've saw things consumed. There are things you thought would last and never shake. They've been shook. And you have some things that are in the ash pile. You have some relationships that are in the ash pile. You have some opportunities that are in the ash pile. But the truth, even though those things and those relationships and those opportunities are in the ash pile, the devil's mad because you're still here. Oh, I'm looking for real people. I'm still saved. I still love Jesus. I'm still on my way to heaven. I've still got victory. I still believe everything is going to be all right. It hasn't been perfect, but I'm still here. Somebody just throw up your hands and say, I'm still here. Oh, my, 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 in spite of all you've been through, you're still here. In spite of the fact that it hasn't been a great year, you're still here. In spite of the fact that things have been tough, you're still here. In spite of what you've experienced, you're still here. In spite of what you've seen, you're still here. In 2020, we've been smelling the smoke, but we're still here. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You're by the ash pile. You're not in it. And some people don't understand why you worship so vigorously. They don't understand why your praise is so radical. They don't understand why you have trouble not giving God glory. Some people struggle to praise the Lord. You struggle the opposite. You can't help yourself but give God praise. And there's people who look at you and, and, and they're struggling with the fact that, that, that you, they're wondering what's up with you. But the reality is they're so busy looking at your ice pile that they miss the real miracle. You're still here. They're so busy looking at what went wrong, they don't understand what you made it through. They're so busy looking at the fact that you were divorced or somebody hurt you or some, something went the way you didn't want it to go. They're so busy looking at your ice pile, they have missed the miracle that you didn't get bitter, you didn't give up, you didn't quit, you didn't throw in the towel, you're still here. I, I'm looking for the people that are still here. Uh, no, I, I'm looking for the people who's been through something but you're still here. I'm looking for the people who's had to weep their way through the night, but you're still here. I'm looking for some people who maybe it's not perfect right now, and you smell the smoke and you see the ash pile, but I'm by it. I'm not in it. If you've still got some victory, one, two, three, make a little noise right now. I dare you to tell somebody around you in spite of the ashes, I'm still here. Yeah, 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 I'm still here. I'm still a worshiper. I'm still a praiser. I'm still a giver. I'm still a believer. Hallelujah. Everything hasn't gone right. Everything hasn't been smooth sailing in my life. I don't have everything I want. 2020 hasn't been the optimum year, but let me tell you, I've dealt with bumps in the roads, mess ups. 2020 has been C-R-A-Z-Y. It's been crazy, and all the safe folks say... Amen. I've dealt with bumps in the roads. I've dealt with mess-ups. I've dealt with crazy people. I've dealt with issues. I've dealt with many problems. I've dealt with 
with, with all kind of stuff. Some of you dealt with marriage problems, medical problems, money problems, many problems. Come on. You've been dealing with one issue after another, but bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, you're still here. Hallelujah. Some folk have to praise him in spite of the ashes. Some folk have to praise him because you're still here. And the ashes, uh, at the ash pile, I learned that even though I've been through some things, and even though some things died around me, I'm still here. Even though some relationships burned up, even though some people quit, even though some pastors have stepped aside, this has been an amazing, incredible year in many ways because God has been so faithful here at Calvary. But you know, they say that one in five churches are going to close down by the end of COVID. I've never seen more pastors quitting than right now. I've never seen more pastors, preachers, men of God, and women of God committing suicide than they are right now. Pastors that I have known for years have buckled under the pressure, but I am going to stand in the face of the devil and say, devil, I'm still here. Not only am I still here, I'm having tent revival. Not only am I still here, we're opening a kid's center. Not only am I still here, we're starting campuses. Not only am I still here, I'm worshiping. I may be wounded, but I'll worship him wounded. I may be in pain, but I'll praise him in pain because I have decided that I am not going to let my circumstances dictate the outcome of my life because I know that if I stay connected to God, that everything is going to be all right. So I stay focused on what God has called me to do. Some of you need to stop rehearsing what you've been through and say, God, you've brought me this far and you haven't brought me this far to leave me. One, two, three, give him praise. Tell somebody on your own, I'm still here. So if I'm still here, that means God must have a plan. Because God, I don't believe God's going to leave you in place if he doesn't have a plan for you. The tendency is to be so transfixed by what you've been through and by the ashes and by the tough times that the enemy causes you to lose sight of the miracle that you're still here. Be careful in this season, listen to me, that you don't allow yourself to be overcome by negativity. Be careful in this season that you don't let the negativity of the world get on your shoulders and you become negative just like everybody else. Be careful that you don't allow yourself to be overcome by the ashes. Ezekiel understood this and he said, they'll cry, they shall cry bitterly and they shall cast dust upon their heads. They shall wallow themselves. Somebody say wallow. They shall wallow themselves in the ashes. Now, if you transliterate the word bitterly, bitterly means this, to be angry. It means to be discontented, vexed, embittered. And the enemy wants you to live in a constant place of anxiety. The enemy wants you to live in perpetual trouble. He wants you to always be upset. And, and I want to tell you, it means in this text to become so embittered by the ashes that you just plain get mean and mad. There's nothing worse than a mean believer. Oh, say amen, somebody. There's nothing worse than Christians with a bad attitude. 
You say, well, I don't know anybody. Well, then you must not have Facebook. Can I get a witness in here? There's nothing worse than mean believers, ugly acting believers. I'll unfriend you if you disagree with me. I don't have any friends that don't think just like I do. You know why? It's not because you're spiritual. It's because you're mean. It's because the price for admission in your world is they have to be perfect. But the truth is, if that was their price of admission into their world for you, you wouldn't have a friend in the entire world. Because the truth is, none of us are perfect. But see, have you ever known people who just wallowed in bitterness? They wallowed in their failure. They wallow in their past. They wallow in divorce. They wallow in what went wrong. It's been over for decades, but they still want to tell you, he wounded me. He hurt me. They're still talking about what happened in 2003, 1993, 1963. Some of y'all are old up in here. You just wallow in it, and the devil wants you to wallow in your trouble. The devil wants every time you get in the car, all you do is talk about it with your wife. The devil wants you to wallow in it with your husband. But my God, you are not a hog, and God didn't save you for you to wallow in the trouble, but God saved you so he could bring you out of the miry clay. The devil wants you to roll around in the ashes, but you need to get out of the ashes of despair, get out of the ashes of division, get out of the ashes of trouble and say, I will rise up and declare, baby, I'm still here. And if I'm still here, I'm going to have some joy. I want all the people who want to shift in the rest of 2020 and move into joy and victory, give God a praise right now. Yeah. The enemy wants you to be vexed, agitated, aggravated. Come on, he wants your hiney to be tight all the time. Y'all heard me say that. You ever had your hiney get tight? Things don't go like you want them to go and you just draw right up. You ever had your hiney get tight in church? The preacher preaches something you don't like, you just chew the seat up. Come on, somebody. But I'm telling you, God's about to bring you freedom. God's about to bring you peace. God did not preserve your life for you to be miserable. God did not bless you for you to cry all the time. God did not save you for you to be in discouragement. But baby, he has put something in your life that has given you staying power. And in spite of the fact that 2020 has not been perfect, you can stand by the ash pile and say, I'm still here. I've still got joy. Somebody give God praise if you're tracking with me. Tell somebody around you, say, whatever is in the ash pile has come and gone, but say, I'm still here. Yeah, give me, like Pastor Josh said, give me about 30 seconds to give him praise that I'm still here. You ought to praise him right about now if you're glad that you're still here. Hallelujah. I said, if you're glad that you're still here, one, two, three, give him a little glory. Now, what's this? Number two, no matter what is in the ash pile, I still have whatever I need to fulfill my destiny. Y'all don't make me take my shoe off. I said, no matter what is in the ash pile, I'll still have whatever I need to fulfill my destiny. 
nothing or no one has left you that is critical to your next season. Preach. Whatever you need to fulfill your destiny, no matter what you've lost, you still have everything you need. What you cannot do is stay focused on what you've lost. Because if you spend your life looking at what you've lost, you'll be captured by the ashes and, and by the crashes of life. But I've come to tell you, don't focus on what you've lost. Focus on what you have left. You said, well, it seems to be dead. Well, God specializes in turning crucifixions into resurrections. Yeah, where you see bones, he sees an army. Whatever you need to accomplish your destiny does not exist in the ash pile. Your destiny is not attached to anyone or anything that left you. God is so big. God is so awesome. God is so mighty. God is so all-knowing. God knows what he called you to do, and he knows who and what you would need in order to accomplish it. And God is so mighty, y'all, that he knew what you would need to lose, and he knew what you would need to keep. So I've come to tell you, if you needed it to accomplish it, you would still have it. You don't have it because you don't need it right now because God's still got a plan. You're not going to wallow in what you lost. You're going to revel in the fact, God, I'm thankful for what I have left. And at some point, you have to stop giving negativity so much influence in your life. Because your problems will paralyze you. I can't work. I can't worship. I can't come to church. I can't be involved. Hell is winning when your problems paralyze you. Here's, here's something I want you to write down if you're taking notes. Your breakthrough is not in the ashes. Your breakthrough is not in the ashes. So here's what the Bible says in Hebrews. Let us stop going over the same old ground again and again. Ugh. Is there anybody sick and tired of going over the same old ground again and again and again? There are some people when you meet them, you know, all they're going to want to talk about is the same thing they've been talking about again and again and again and again. But I've come to tell you, church, it's time to stop going over the same ground again and again and again and understand that he is the God of the new thing. That if he has allowed it to get in the ash pile, you can't sit around and cry over it and you can't sit around and talk about it. But you got to say, God, I'm not going to relive it. I'm not going to relive rehearse it. I'm not going to regurgitate it, but I'm going to stand up and say, now what's the new thing? God, I'm ready. Lord, what do I have left? Give God a praise if you're tracking with me. Stop. Listen, precious. Stop going over the same ground again and again and again. I'm preaching to myself. Come on now, this week, she and I, her and me, that one, my woman. Come on, she's my wife, my girlfriend, and my woman on the side. I told y'all she's like the Lord. She's three in one. Can I get a witness? We celebrate 32 years of being married this week. 
Ain't that good? 32 years. She's the only woman I got. I kissed her, I never kissed another. She's the only woman I got. She's the only one I can afford. If I had another woman, I'd have to refinance. Come on, somebody. But the reality of it all is we're going to take a couple days off this week. I've been running around like a head with my chicken cut off. Can I get a witness? I have been nonstop this week, and I, truthfully, physically, I'm tired today. But let me tell you, we're going to get in the car tomorrow, Dawn, and we're going to ride to some beach, and we're not going to rehearse or talk about or revisit the ashes, but we're going to talk about the goodness of the Lord and everything that he has done for us. I've come to tell you, stop going over the same ground again, again, and again. Has it changed anything? Has it helped anything? Begin to put faith on your situation and say, I don't know how God's going to do it, but God's got this thing under control. Listen, if you still needed that relationship, you would have it. If you still needed that job, you would have it. If you still needed that person, you would have it. If you needed that friendship, you would have it. If you needed that connection, you would have it. And God will only allow you to lose what you do not need for the next season. That's how big God is. Everything you need to accomplish, everything you've been called to accomplish, you either have it or it's on the way. Good God. You're sitting there, oh, look at the ash pile. He's in the ash pile. Oh, Lord, he said he loved me. He said, oh, look at her. She's in the ash pile. I thought she loved me. She just a hoochie like everybody else. Come on, somebody. Look at, look at that, man, that job, that opportunity, that relationship. It's in the ash pile. And you're so busy looking at the ash pile that you've lost sight of the goodness of the Lord. You've lost sight of the faithfulness of God. You've lost sight of the fact that you're still here. I tell somebody I'm still here. And, and not only are you still here, you're still blessed. Y'all don't make me come down there. I said, not only are you still here, you're still blessed. If God doesn't do anything else for you, you're still blessed. If he doesn't heal you again, you're still blessed. If he doesn't bless you with another thing, you're still blessed. Because you can look around and say, God, you have been faithful to me. If that's you, give him praise. Sometimes you need to praise God over the fact that I'm not in the ash pile. If the devil would have had his way, if the devil would have had his way, you would have perished right in that ash pile. But you're not in it, you'll buy it. And then you look around, and maybe you lost some stuff, but I have more than what I lost. But not only that, if you could get your, if you could lift up your head, 
The Bible said, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. The Bible said, looking up under the hills from which cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord. You can't look at the hills and have your head down. You can't, you can't look up at a high place and have your head down. Some of you have been looking at 2020 like this. You've been looking at 2020 and all you can see is the ashes. But I dropped by to tell you, here's what the ash pile tells me. Number one, I'm not in it, I'm by it. So I'm still here. Number two, when I look around, I'm still blessed. Tell your neighbor I'm still blessed. But number three, the ash pile tells me if old things are in the fire, then something new is on the way. I dare you to give God a mighty praise if you believe something new is on the way. No, I don't know who I'm preaching to who needs something new, but if you're looking for something new, give God a little praise right now. Mm. It's new. Don't even look the same. Come on, somebody. A few weeks ago, we had a great move of God last week in second service. I didn't even preach. I mean, the glory hit this house. Wednesday night, the tent meeting was indescribable. It felt like revival. Come on, somebody. And, and, some, and people have seen what God is doing. But somebody gets online, and you know what they comment on? Not the move of God. Not tent revival. They comment on the fact Pastor Rayleigh changed his hair. <laughs> Pastor Rayleigh changed his hair. He's really letting his hair grow long. I'm sitting there saying, well, it's a new season, so I got a new hairdo. Come on, somebody. The reality is I'm not worried about that. You need to get your eyes off of things that do not matter and understand that there is something new on the way. The ash pile tells me that something new is on the way. I don't know who I'm prophesying to. I'm preaching to everybody, but I'm prophesying to somebody. I said I'm preaching to everybody, but I'm prophesying to somebody. Somebody that believes that something new is on the way ought to go ahead and get in faith and say, God, I'm going to praise you and thank you that I'm going to walk in a new anointing. I'm going to walk in new favor. I'm going to walk in new direction. I'm going to walk in new joy. I'm going to walk in new peace. My children are going to get saved. My family is going to get blessed. There's going to be a new thing that God is doing. Isaiah said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. What is upon is two words, up on. How many of you want to get the Spirit of God up on you in this season? Because he has anointed me. Tell your neighbor, he anointed me. Yeah, yeah, he anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. You got to get your mouth full of good things. You got to get your conversation full of good things. Don't get in the car and ride to Cracker Barrel and rehearse the same old junk. Get your mouth full of good things. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Listen, you can't heal anybody being full of negativity. And watch this, to proclaim liberty to the captives 
and the opening of, 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 of prison to those that are bound. And then he said, and to provide for them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. When I look at the ash pile, honey, it speaks to me. It, 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 it radically, emphatically says to me, something new is on the way. Oh, are you hearing this preacher this morning? I came to tell you something new is on the way. This, this is why you've had to fight like you've had to fight because hell has been bound, bent, and determined to sabotage the new that is on the way. Why do you think America has been in the turmoil that it has been in? It's because hell knows that something new is on the way. I'm telling you on the other side of this, there is going to be a hell robbing, child saving, family delivering, real deal. Holy Ghost revival like we have never seen. It's going to touch white folks, black folks, Hispanic folks, and Asian folks. It's going to touch people. It's going to unite people because there is a hunger that is emerging. There are some of us that ain't crazy. There are some of us that are saying, God, i got to have you move. Is there anybody ready for God to move? It's a new thing. Anybody with good sense can praise God over how good he's been. Listen, I should never have to beg you to praise the Lord. Some of you are professionally stepping into a new season. You had one career, God's about to give you another one. In fact, I sense that some of you have just stepped into another career. The Lord said, if you will be faithful, I prepared you for this season. And you're going to step into exceedingly abundantly, far above anything that you can ask or think. See, the reality is anybody can praise him for what he's done, but it takes faith to praise him for what's about to come. You say, how can I praise him in a year like this? Because you and him have history. So you praise him for what's to come based on looking back at what he's already done. Y'all don't make me preach, God. I can praise him for what's to come when I look back at what he's already done. So stop right now and praise him for what he's already done. But, but the more God reveals of himself, the more you understand of God, the more you see of God. God, when he illuminates himself, does not become less. He becomes more. God does not become less. He becomes greater. He does not diminish. He increases. So you can praise him for what he's already done. And then you can anticipate that the God who showed me this is about to show me more. Because eyes have not seen, neither ears heard, neither is it entered into the heart of a man. The things that the Lord has prepared for those who love him. I'm talking to some young lady right now. I'm talking to some young man right now. God is about to shift your season. I dare you to praise him for what's to come. I dare you to praise him for what your son is going to be, for what your daughter is about to become, for what your family is about to be. Somebody better hear me now. 
Some of the reasons you lost what you lost was because God was getting ready to do something new. And God could not do the new thing as long as you were so attached to the old thing. God cannot be who he is if you're attached to who he was. Because that revelation of God said, I can only rejoice in where he's been, not where he is. Every day in the Old Testament, the priest was instructed to take the ashes off of yesterday, the ashes of yesterday's offerings on the burnt altar and scrape them off the altar. And the priest went through the process every day. He would go in and scrape the burnt ashes off the altar and then carry them away, preparing for the new thing. Hell is so afraid that you'll scrape off the ashes of yesterday and get ready for a new thing. See, the Bible said we have another high priest. We have a better high priest. And I want to tell you that you've been trying to hold on to the ashes. But if you look back across your life, here's the question. Has Jesus carried away any ashes in your life? Has he carried away your ashes of failure? your ashes of sin, your ashes of struggle, your ashes of problems and attack, as he came and scraped it off before and carried it away. Mm. Can I just say this? Sometimes what we think is the end is actually a new beginning. God is giving us beauty for ashes beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and the garment of praise, the Bible says, for the spirit of heaviness. This is so awesome to me because some of you need to stop looking at the ashes and start looking at the beauty. The beauty is I'm by the ash pile. I'm not in it. The beauty is I have a whole lot left. The beauty is that good things are on the way. See, you say, well, Pastor, what happens at the ash pile? Joy and praise can be found at the ash pile. That means when I go to the ash pile now, I'm too old to cry over what's in the ash pile. I've lived too much life to cry over who left me and who did me wrong. Let me tell you, if you hurt me and you're watching me, I forgive you. I ain't mad at you. I'm not upset with anybody. I'm not mad with anybody who's hurt me in 23 years. I'm, I'm good. I hope you're good. I'm not sitting around and crying at the ash pile. You know why? Because I know that I'm by it. I'm not in it. There were folks who wrote me off, but I'm by it. I'm not in it. There were folks who said Jim Rayleigh ain't going to make it, but I'm by it. I'm not in it. And then I look around, and I see my children, and I see my wife, and I see my church, and I see my salvation, and I say, yeah, I got some stuff in the ash pile, but I got a whole lot more to pray about, praise about, than I do to cry about. Joy and praise over what I've been through. But watch this, joy and praise over the new thing that's about to come. Joy and praise over the new thing. My God, I gotta learn to praise him. You gotta learn to praise him, you hear me, sir? Something good is about to happen to you. My dad used to sing a song, I just feel like something good is about to happen. I just feel like something good is on his way. 
He has promised that he'd open all of heaven. And brother, it could happen any day when God's people humble themselves and call on Jesus and they look to heaven expecting as they pray. I just feel like something good is about to happen. And brother, it could be this very day. If you can get in faith, get in faith. Am I helping at least one person here today? My God, you gotta learn to praise him. Something good is coming out of the ash pile. The new thing, my ash pile tells me something new is on the way. And it, it, listen, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> There's a young man running, that's all right with me. I said, it's gonna be great. I said, it's gonna be great. You say, how do you know? because of the five words in verse three, that he might be glorified. You know, when God is glorified, when you're saved, when you're healed, when you're delivered, when you survive, if you're ready to see God bring you through, give him praise right now that he might be. Come on, God is releasing somebody right now. God is releasing a family right now. God is taking the limits off of you right now. Okay, I'm getting ready to close. Y'all ready for this? Okay. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Here's what I have discovered, especially about social media. People don't mind being negative right out in the open. They don't mind being ugly. They don't mind being divisive. They don't mind telling you all their problems. Have you ever seen somebody's update and said, man, I, I wouldn't have said that. And then you see the next one and you say, I wouldn't have said that either. And then you see the next one and you said, man, I wouldn't say that. Because there are some people who are perpetually negative. And all they do is exalt their problems. So they have more confidence in their problem than they do in their God. But he said, he said, I'm going to give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning. Are you ready now? And a garment of praise. Praise here. If you define it in the Hebrew, it's not a quiet praise. It's not a cute praise. It's not an easy praise. It's not a private praise. It's not the kind of praise that says, well, praise the Lord. No, this, this is a different kind of praise. This is not that cute praise that says, you know, I am not loud. I'm a very quiet person. That was until last night when you were watching the football game and you were rooting for Florida. Y'all, it's quiet in here. Yeah, you were loud there, but now since it's a Jesus, I'm just a This is my praise. I don't, I don't praise God. You know, I'm praising God in my heart. You're like miming. Come on, somebody. 
I'm praising God in my heart. Listen, you don't praise God in your heart. You praise God from your heart. So when he gives you beauty for ashes, when he gives you the oil of joy instead of mourning, when he gives you a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, your praise is not quiet, your praise is not cute, but this praise is a public display right out in the open because you want everybody to know I didn't make it through by myself, I didn't survive by myself, but God has been with me every step of the way. Somebody right now that has a very public praise, bring it to a very worthy God. One, two, three, now you ought to praise him. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say you can stand there if you want to. Say you can be stoic if you want to. But say neighbor, I have a public praise and I'm gonna bring it to the Lord. Bring him a public praise. Come on, somebody. I wanna stir up some praise in here. You say, Pastor, I'll sit, but I won't stand. I'll stand, but I won't clap. I'll clap, but I won't lift my hands. I'll lift my hands, but I won't shout. I'll shout, but I won't leap. I'll leap, but I won't dance. I'll dance, but I won't run. But if you ever get really touched by God, you might sit, you might stand, you might leap, you might raise your hand, you might shout, you might run. It is a public praise. My, my, my. Some of you, praise is what I do when I want to be close to you. I lift my hands in praise. Praise is who I am. I'm going to praise him while I can. I'll bless his holy name. And I vow to praise you. Stand up, everybody. In the good and the bad, I'll praise you. Whether happy or sad, I'll praise you. You, in all that I go through. I'll praise you. I will praise him while I can. 
even when I was crying, even when I felt like I was dying, I didn't die, I didn't quit. Can I be honest with you? Or you want me to just be religious? I've cried in 2020. I think I've cried a little more in 2020 than I have in probably the last 10 years. It's been an intense year. But I stand up here today and I can say, I'm by the ash pile. I'm not in it. I, I, listen, I may smell like smoke. I feel like I've been in the smoking section. Come on, somebody. But I'm still here. I, I can say that I look around and a lot of people are still here. Online. Had our biggest Sunday in a long time last Sunday starting campuses. So everything I need is still with me. But I feel like standing right here by the ash pile that something new is on the way. What, I, what I've learned, listen now, listen, everybody be quiet, listen for a minute. What I've learned to do, what I've learned to do is just be faithful. You say, well, Pastor, really, how, how, how have you kept winning through the years? I just kept showing up. I kept praying. I kept worshiping. I kept dreaming. Dream my way out of trouble. Dream my way out of attack. Dream my way into a new season. Because I knew that God wasn't going to leave me. That he brought me too far. So I decided to be faithful. And one of the things that has amazed me in this season is you. You by live stream, you that are here today, you have amazed me because you have been so faithful in your giving. You know, we are doing a tent revival and we're trying real hard because in our church there are different mentalities about things. That's okay. We'll never think the same till we get to heaven. And then we'll all, you'll all think just like me and see, you'll realize I should have been more like pastor. We'll, 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 we'll never think the same. So we've made that tent in a way where people who feel comfortable worshiping in the tent with more conventional seating, they can be right there. Those who want a social distance, wear a mask. I've got a place for you. Got a place for you in the services. Those who want to sit in their car, got a place for you. Those who want to worship at home, I'm coming to your house tonight. Come on. Because I'm not going to sit around and fuss about things that don't have eternal ramifications. But your faithfulness has blessed me so much. Your faithfulness in tithing and giving has blown us away. So today I want to tell you thank you. But I want to tell you also that the key to the next season is faithfulness because faithfulness leads to fruitfulness. God has been faithful to you. Make a little noise right through 2020. Don't, don't we talk about it, babe? Don't we sometimes just sit, sit in our car in the house and just about weep? 
because we just see the faithfulness of God in our lives. I'm a little abused boy who comes from a hard place. And I look at my life and I just say, God, you are faithful. And I'm going to be faithful to you. I believe your faithfulness in giving is going to bring fruitfulness into your life. If you're not a tithe, you really ought to be. If you're not faithful to tithe, I would challenge you to be. You say, well, Pastor Rayleigh, you can't buy God. I, there's no way. How are you going to buy El Shaddai? Your giving does not buy God. Your giving moves God. He sees your faithfulness, and he blesses you because you bless him. That's why the Bible said, give, and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God said, you can't give to me, and I'll not give back to you. And trust me, he says, I'll outgive you. You give to me, but I give back to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I challenge you right now. I feel like somebody's faithfulness is going to bring them into a running over season. So tonight, today, I want you to give. I want you to get your tithe ready. You can give online. Can you bring up our ways to give? You can give online at calvaryfl.com. You can text to give. I love y'all. Y'all know what to do. They just move right out of the way. You can text to give at 386-866-3060. Or you can give in the envelope. You by live stream. Your faithfulness. So many of you are still watching my live stream. Thank you for being faithful. If you'd like to give, our tent revival, the expense is going to be right around $20,000. You say, that's a lot of money. Yes, it is. But it's worth every penny of it. We have to rent sound equipment. We have all kind of stuff that we have to do. We have to rent toilets out there because inadvertently somebody's going to have to go to the bathroom. That would be me. Come on, somebody. We've had to rent everything, but it's worth it. You say, why is it worth it? Because God is breathing on us again. And our revenge is going to be revival. So if you'd like to help me with the expense of that, I believe somebody here today, God's going to deal with you about sowing into that. Because that tent is changing people's lives. If you're so special, God will bless you. So everybody get an offering right now and hold it before the Lord. Get it on your phone. Pastor Don and I sold the first $500 towards that tent because we felt so prompted to sow into it. And listen, you mess with me, I'll come back and we'll do some tent revival nights. Come on, somebody. And we'll have social distancing, live stream, and listen. You say, well, Pastor Rayleigh, I want to sit on a ladder. Well, I'll get you one and put it out there. Come on. I want everybody to get your offerings and hold it before the Lord right now. Just hold it. Man, do I ever love you. Tell your neighbor, I'm pastor's favorite. Tell him, tell him, yes, say he, I'm his favorite. You really are. I love everybody. I don't know about y'all, but I, I can't bear. I, I just can't carry unforgiveness anymore. I can't carry being mad. I just can't carry that anymore. God's been too good for me, for me to live in that. How about you? So take those offerings and hold them before the Lord. Hold the phones, whatever it is. You do the same at home. Thank you for your faithfulness. Come on, there's some things that are going to come your way because you're a giver. There's some blessings that only givers can claim. Hold that up. I'm going to pray over you now. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your faithfulness, but I thank you for the faithfulness of your people. I'm releasing 
everything that they need by faith in you and in your word and in your promise. I declare that no weapon that's formed against them is going to prosper. I declare that every financial blessing is going to be released. I declare that cancer is going to run out of their house and, and joy is going to run in. I speak salvation over everybody in their family because you said I could decree it and declare it and it would be done. I declare victory in this next season in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Come on, give God a shout in here. Now listen, remain standing just for a moment. I'm, I'm getting ready to let you go. How many of you feel like you've survived the ash pile and God's been good to you? I want everybody now just to bow your heads for a minute and close your eyes. If you're trying to give, you can give with one eye open. Come on, somebody. But if you're here today, I just feel prompted to do this. I don't want nobody to miss heaven. Oh, I don't want nobody to miss the opportunity to have peace with Jesus. If you're in this room and you'd say, Pastor, there's some things in my life that ought not be there, and when you pray, pray for me. If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, when I count to three, or even by live stream, Pastor, there's sin in my life. And since you're going to pray anyway, pray for me. If you're not where you need to be, when I count to three, raise your hands. Are you ready? Pray for me, Pastor. One. Remember me, Pastor. Two. I got things I need to get under the blood today. Three. Slip that hand up. Just pray for me. Hands across the room. I want everybody to take your hand right now and place it on your heart. You by live stream do the same. Pray this prayer loud and strong. Pray, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. For all my sins. All my sins. Take my heart. Take my heart. Wash it clean. Wash it clean. In your precious blood. In your precious blood. I have so much to be thankful for. I have so much to be thankful for. Thank you. Thank you. That I'm by the ash pile. I'm not in it. Thank you that you've left me with blessings and favor. Thank you that my best is coming. I give your name all the praise. Through Jesus I pray. Shout, 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 amen. All right. Listen, I'm going to have you dog. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can give at calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.